Hello guys, I'm Colin and welcome back to the Triton Podcast. We're on episode 28. Um, obviously, usually you'd hear Matt here, but it is just me today. Generally, nothing major, just a small sort of scheduling conflict. We're both really busy at the moment this last week or so. Hence why there's no video on Saturday, you know, both working and um, just I've got uni and stuff like that as well. I won't get into that too much, but that is why. But hopefully in the next couple of weeks, we will be back in studio, which we're looking forward to for you guys. You can actually see us when you're watching the podcast in person in the studio together. We've got a lot of other video ideas, podcast ideas for when that happens, which, I, you know, we could do them now, but they are better and they're going to be better, better content once we are there in the studio together. So you've got that to look forward to. But yeah, for today, you have just got me. Before we get into it, I just want to say, as always, you know, Watch if you're watching on YouTube, subscribe, that sort of thing, like, leave us a comment, all that good stuff. If you're listening on Apple Podcasts, Spotify, leave us a review, follow us, subscribe, and all that stuff over there as well. And you know, just keep up the love. You know, like I say, we didn't get a video out on Saturday because of obviously the schedule. And we had we have had messages and comments and stuff on social media about this asking, you know, where the video was, which you know, even though it's not ideal for us from us, the fact that we haven't been able to get the content out. It is refreshing to know, you know, that the people out there and, you know, that people are enjoying stuff, which, you know, we, we are getting a lot of positive feedback, which we do appreciate and we would, you know, encourage as well, guys. But yeah, so today we are just going to be doing, you know, the classic usual reviewing, a, a you know, a weekend's worth of fixtures that were, you know, really some really good in both leagues as well. So we'll get we'll get stuck into them. Then obviously we'll go over the fantasy league, see who's got the bragging rights this week. Uh, it's definitely not me at the top, uh, as you probably can expect. And then we'll look ahead to the weekend's fixtures, which looks to be another quality weekend of rugby league, which we seem to be getting a lot of right now, and it's it is really refreshing. I'm seeing a lot of positivity all around Facebook and that sort of thing in forums, where you usually see a lot of neg- negativity. You know, there's a lot of good rugby matches on, so we'll get stuck into it. So actually, usually we might start with Super League, but I am going to start with Championship um, this week. Obviously, it's just me, no Matt. So we'll start with Championship. We'll get stuck into it. So Saturday, Batley versus Oldham. Batley 48, Oldham 10. Interesting. Batley have started looking really strong. You know, strong in terms of the, in the cup. You know, beat Halifax, came close against Fev. Then you know, round one in the league, came close against Fev and. You know, now they've shown what they've got. They've got the actual tangible win against all of them. Who, you know, a team we've tipped to struggle, and you know they did struggle in this game. Batley showed at home as well what they can do, and you know they've signed really well. And we did say this, you know, on a season preview, they're gonna cause some upsets this season. And you know, maybe this wasn't an upset, but it's a statement of intent. And you know, I'm really looking forward to you know seeing Batley play. Hopefully in person as well. Hopefully, you know, I'll get to catch one of them games once we actually out of COVID and we can actually get there in person because I, I do I do really enjoy going over to Batley and watch a game a little bit so yeah not mega mega amount to say about this but if you're a Batley fan you're absolutely happy and you know you're feeling safe going into the season you know maybe you can push for playoffs and you know push mid, mid and upper in the table but you know is it realistic who knows anything can happen honestly in the championship I've seen strange things happen if you're an Oldham fan then I think you're looking on the you know it's not ideal. Is it a game that you expect to lose potentially? Yes. Is it a game that if you couldn't... You, the fact is, Alden may be expected to lose this one, but it's a performance that would have meant a lot more. You know, losing by this amount, the demoralising effect of that also, you know, is... does this, Are they turning themselves and thinking, you know, have we got what it takes to stay in this league? You know, I think Alden can do it. I just think 
And the problem isn't Oldham being bad. I think the problem is a lot of the teams around them have strengthened really well. And they've strengthened as well, don't get me wrong. It's going to be intense down there at the bottom. And it's not going to be a you know, a case of, oh, Oldham are relegated after half at games at season. I don't think it's going to be uh, that sort of a thing at all. But, yeah, without further ado, I think we'll move on to the next game. Solid game, solid championship game. Fair play, Batley. So, also on Saturday... We've got Dewsbury versus Widness. Now, this one, I would say, was a shock result. Dewsbury going two, two from two in the league this season and beating Widness 22 points to 14. So, Widness now only with the draw that they got against Newcastle, yet to pick up a win in two games that arguably you would have expected them to win. And, you know, it is a funny, it is a very funny one with Widness. You know, obviously, it did well in the, in the cup. Got to Salford, obviously got beat by Salford quite heavily, which we did speak about last week. And then you've got kind of your draw with Newcastle and this defeat to Dewsbury outside of it. And they're not big, you know, these games obviously you've drawn to Newcastle. They've narrowly lost to Dewsbury here, but you would expect them to win. And, you know, I think we obviously, me and Matt both tipped Dewsbury will actually go down. And I think they're proving us wrong right from the start. It's just the same as Matt expecting Hull FC to be down there dropping. Look how they've started in Super League. It's a similar thing. And You've got to give it to Dewsbury. No one were questioning that they had a good squad, but they've put a performance here and and they did round one as well. And it's and it's looking good for them. You know these sort of wins can you know they might go on a bad run joint season, but they've got these wins to fall back on, which means they're not gonna you know absolutely f fly down the table. So again, it's it's a similar situation with Batley. If I were to say, do I think Batley or, or Dewsbury will finish higher? I would say Batley, even obviously they've got to win less at the minute. But I think I've seen a lot from Batley that shows their intent. Not saying I haven't seen that from Dewsbury, but I do. If I was to ask that question, I would say Batley. But again, if you're a Dewsbury fan right now, you're absolutely on cloud nine. A flying start, and they've got a big game next week up against my Bradford, uh, which we'll preview later, which is going to be a right tasty affair. But yeah, if you're a Witness fan, I wouldn't go, you know, com you know, complaining yet. I think you could still make the playoffs. It's, it's, you know, it's a draw from two games. It's not the end of the world, but certainly not what you want in. You want a fast start. So, yeah, we'll move on to Sunday's games. We'll start off with Featherstone dismantling off Swinton away from home, 36 points to six. Again, with this one, you know what you're getting from Fev. I know there's a lot of Fev fans who do actually watch the podcast or listen to the podcast, whichever you know where you want to go about it. And they'll be happy with this. They've, they've had an absolutely flying start. You know, they didn't disgrace themselves against Hull in the Cup either. And other than that, they've won all the games against, you know, all the competitive games against these other championship sides, whether it's in the Cup or in the league. And again, it's just a professional performance from Fev. And I think it's what we've come so accustomed to from this Fev team over the last couple of years. They've just get the job done. And, you know, the, the squad's stronger than it has been over the last couple of years. And they haven't got the Leeds place to fall back on. And, you know, a lot of people saying, I mean, I'm probably self-admittedly, I'm Fev's biggest critic at times just because of problems, you know, I've had as a fan going there or all that sort of thing. But, you know, putting any biases of being of the Bradford Fev rivalry aside, you know, you've got to give it to Fev because it's a club who, who kind of knows what they're doing. And you know, there's all the fines and stuff about it at the minute about the COVID regulations. But putting all that aside, I've got to say fair play to Fev because on the field they're doing everything right at the minute and they're definitely, if they keep playing like this, they're going to be there or thereabouts come the end of the season and, you know, contesting for that Super League play. So fair play to them. Again, small note on Swinton. At the end of the day, it's an expected loss really in this sort of tie. There's not much they can do. They've, you know, scored a try. They haven't been disgraced in this game at all. And I think Swinton have shown signs early on in the season that they are still, 
you know, they're not going to be in that danger zone. I think they are going to just be above that in that sort of mid-table sort of place, which I think is fair, fair for Swinton. I think fans will be happy with it. So, yeah. Move on now to Whitehaven, 29. Newcastle, 20. Big win this for Whitehaven. Needed, a, needed as well to get off the mark. And, you know, Newcastle, again, it's kind of similar to witness, obviously, both on, on only one draw out of two games. And I think this sort of tie for this Newcastle team, which, you know, I don't know how to describe it. You know, you can say it's a young Newcastle team, but there is some experience in there as well. It's a team that, you know, I kind of expect to do better at home than they will at a game like, you know, Whitehaven away. It's a tough place to go for the best of teams. And I think this game has proved that. Whitehaven, with a professional performance, have got the job done. Fair play, this could be a big result come the end of the season. And, you know, can you, are Newcastle going to be dragged down into a bit of a relegation fight? Who knows, honestly. The, that'll be decided over runs in the season. You know, a team like Dewsbury currently on a bit of a run at the minute. Uh, all about the length of these runs and when they happen during the season, that can determine which team goes down. So, no team should be sort of frailing just yet. Then we'll go on to a game that I did watch and I watched sat on the edge of my seat. I tell you that. Bradford 27, Halifax 26. What a game of rugby league. You know, it's one of them games where you just look back and you think, this is what rugby used to be like 20 years ago. You know, it's a proper a proper derby, a proper rough game. There's four sim bins in it. You know, it's won by a drop goal. It's, it's, it's proper, it felt like a proper game of rugby, which you don't always see nowadays on Super League and on Sky and that sort of thing. And, you know, it was a, it was a cracker. And I mean, the, the way it just turned from one way to the other, you know, Halifax go 14-0 up, you know, and Bradford have got a guy in Simbin and that sort of thing, and then how it turns and Bradford pull it back so it's 14-12 at half-time, more players are in Simbin on both teams, it's an absolute absolute state to be honest, but not, not mega in there, I don't think there's going to be any big sort of bands coming in or anything like that from this the Simbins, they were quite petty to be fair. Um, so yeah, and then Bradford come out firing in the second half. What a try from Brandon Pickersgill as well. I know that's in for try at week on the on our league and all that sort of thing. So get voting for that if you if you're a Bulls fan especially. Um, and we we then took it ahead to 24-14 and with 10 points ahead. I'm thinking Halifax are going to have a moment in this game where they can get back into it and they took that moment and they had a little run themselves. 12 point run, two two converted tries, took it to 26-24. I'm panicking. We brought it back. Danny Bruff penalty, 26 all. Jordan the lead drop goal. And then for about 10 minutes at the end was uh, holding my ref, especially on our league, which is one criticism of our league is the fact that the clock isn't accurate at all. So you, you, it's just sat there saying that time should be up and it's, there's still about five minutes left on clock. You don't know when it's going to end. It was out in mouth stuff, but it was proper classic rugby league. And the only bad thing about it was the fact that fans weren't allowed to be there. Because I know even Halifax fans would have enjoyed being there for that sort of type of game. It's a proper Bradford Halifax derby, and I loved it. In terms of you know coming from this game, I think all it shows is that both teams have intent of getting into the playoffs. I think Bradford we needed this after the defeat to Sheffield. Halifax beat London you know they was on a high and maybe it brought them down to earth a bit but I don't think that necessarily was needed I think it was just a, a proper dive game and I think both teams are going to be there or thereabouts with the playoffs at the end of the season right last game last game of the week obviously because London and Toulouse was you know suspended and all that we went into all that last week Toulouse got the 24-0 win over London you know less we say about that the better York versus Sheffield now I called this last week Matt called me an idiot for calling Sheffield to beat York and they've done it 20 points to 14. And this is one of them where, you know, first of all, Sheffield, absolutely unbelievable start to the season as well. And it's looking like they could be there or thereabouts come the end of the season. But 
I want to speak about York, York quite a lot. And a lot of York fans I've seen on Facebook aren't, aren't happy at all because they did not won a, last season. They did not start off well. I know there were only four or five games then. Did not start off well at all. And this season, they haven't really either. You know, the game against Toulouse, you give them the benefit of the doubt because it is Toulouse. But then this game against Sheffield and the, the questions have started to be asked of, ask of York and they need to get on a run because they're down with zero wins and that don't mean they can't make the playoffs and can't be in that top sort of three which you know me and Matt both predicted them to be because they've got the team for it but a lot of fans are questioning whether you know bringing in all these ex-Super League players is a smart move you know is it the right direction for the club is it going to get them up to Super League and all this and you know I think there's still positivity surrounding York in terms of the stadium and you know the the sort of you know and Ford and that sort of thing that it's all you know it's all good and it's all bright and happy days really you know the results will come in and you know, York fans know that as well. You'll get on a run and you'll win. You'll win some games. I wouldn't be too disheartened by this. You know, there was in the game, um, by all accounts, and Sheffield are on some form at the minute. It's just how it, how it goes. So, yeah, that's it for Championship. Some really good games. I don't think there was really many many bad ones between them, and it's all unpredictable as well, which is great. Uh, not when you're predicting the games, it's necessarily not. But it, it makes for a great league and anyone can beat anyone in the championship, we know that. And it, and it makes neutrals think, you know what, actually, I might pay a five and watch one of these hour league games because they look like they're going to be absolute crackers. And it's fair enough, it's just championship absolutely advertising it as one of the best leagues. in the, You know, is it better than Super League? Obviously, in terms of quality, it's obviously not. But in terms of watchability, a lot of people do say it is better, but I'm not getting into that debate right now. So... We will move on now to the Super League results. We'll uh, whiz through these. So, we started off obviously on Thursday with a youthful lead side again going down 19-6 um, to Wigan. This is one of them where you can't really knock the Leeds effort. Again, similar to the Saints game, they've got a young side out. You know, they're only real. I mean, East, Eastman did play, uh, but, you know, it's his first game back and all this. And it didn't, by all accounts, didn't do bad at all. But. It is not the sort of Leeds team that we will see come towards the end of the season when, you know, when everything's decided and that sort of thing. You know, players like even a player like Ash Hanley, how much they miss him on the wing. You know, Newman, Hurrell, Milo at fullback, Jack Walker at fullback, Luke Gale, Rob Louie. There's all these names that just should be in there, and they're missing a couple from from Pack as well. And it's not ideal, but I think some of them boys that are, you know, shifting positions. You know, I'm talking your Alex Mellers. I think. Alex Sutcliffe's coming at that centre role and, and he's, he's shown what he's shown at Fed for the last two years that he's a quality centre and defensively there's not many better than him defensively and I think he's deserved his shot and he's taken it so I think also what this shows is that Leeds have got some right good youngsters coming coming through especially you know you know I, I like young Walters in the second row I think he stepped up really well I think he's going to be a player and these players I think once all Leeds is first team players do come back in they might you know seek a little loan move out to the championship there's a couple of clubs who'll be dying to have them on board and I do think that's always a positive that you're getting to showcase this young talent and show what the future is going to hold for Leeds which is obviously positive so in terms of Wigan again got the job done Lamb won't have been too concerned with the performance Hardacre looks class again he's on some right form him and Tomkins are looking like they're fighting it for Man of Steel at this point but yeah, Wigan just getting the job done, like which is what you expect from a Wigan side, and it's what they've become accustomed to under Lamb. They just get the job done. It might not be pretty at times, but they get the job done. They're a top side, fair play. Now moving into Friday, so we'll start off with Castleford dismantling of Lee, 52 points, 16. 
it's not looking good for Lee at the minute. Like I predicted after the after the game against Wigan, they really needed to win that game, I think. And the confidence has been shot since. You know, Castleford are a top side and they're showing it in this game. Um, they can score some points and they are looking the best they've looked in a good couple of years now. So, in terms of Lee, I'm not worried too yet because there's other teams that have not won a game yet either and look just as bad as Lee do right now. But if you're a Castleford fan, I think you're thinking, you know, playoffs are ours this year, let's go and let's get it and let's try and win a bit of silverware. Why not? So, we'll move on quickly to St. Ellen's 34, Wakefield 6. Again, it's one of them where Wakefield are in it in first half and I said this last week and Wakefield seem like they can hang for 40 minutes and then they just let it go. It's Saints, we get it. Saints are a classy team and you know they can score tries and they can defend as well and it's always going to be hard to beat them. You know, if any team's going to go unbeaten this season, it would be St. Ellen's, let's be honest. And this was the case here. Again, Wakey, you know, yet to pick up any wins or anything like that, but they're not playing terrible, that's the thing, and that must be the frustrating thing, because if Wakey were playing maybe a Salford or a Lee in one of these games, they'd have won, and that's the annoying thing, if they can't replicate this in, against them lesser teams, it could be a banana skin, and, you know, it's not nice being down there at the bottom of the table, but I think there is still positives there for Wakey, and they're not, they're not, they're not down by any means just yet, it's only been three games. So we're not worrying about that. Saints, again, dominant. You just know they're going to be up there in top one or two. Top two, really, come end of the season. Quality. The team's absolutely unreal. Like, less said about them, the better after this. It's that good. It's just that good. Now, another cracker. Hull KR Huddersfield. Now, Hull KR seem to love a close game this season so far. And they've actually won one this time, which is good. <laughs> which is good. Um, again, fair play. Quality game. Huddersfield, again, showing a bit of struggle, potentially. Obviously, Caesar is back, and you could you can kind of see Caesar being back. He's actually having a positive impact on him. But Hulke have come out on it. Maybe it was due with all the problem, the sort of problems they've had actually closing games out or getting the win in these tight games. So fair play to them. That'll give a big boost to their confidence, and it's the sort of thing they needed. It's also the sort of win that Huddersfield desperately needed as well in the league, as they look like they are struggling at the minute. But there's a lot of team in that. But it's a very split league at the minute. So I think if you're an Huddersfield fan, you're not panicking too much. If you're a Hull KR fan, you're relieved. And, you, you know, you're putting some good combos together if you're an Hull KR fan. I'm happy, especially with a couple of injuries to come back as well. You know, Takarangi and that sort of thing. I think you're happy. So yeah, fair play, fair play Hull KR fans. We're moving to Saturday now, and it's Catalans dismantling Salford 42 points to 6. Salford are one of the teams I'm talking about when I'm speaking of struggling. No identity. They're not looking good at anywhere around the park really Catalan's absolutely bullied them and, it, and it's you know credit to Catalan they've been absolutely quality obviously over at home you expect Catalan to you know be dominant and, and do the job and, and they did so Tomkins starred again as we've said him and Ardick seem to be battling it for Man at Steel at the minute but you just can't knock Castle, uh, Catalan's effort and everything like that at the minute and they are looking like you know they're saying as well you know I want to be in them playoffs come end of the season and it looks like Salford could be in a relegation scrap which you know, was always a worry when you bring in a sort of coach who hasn't, you know, been a first team coach in Super League in. You know, Marshall's got hecks of experience and, and I, I actually liked the appointment. I thought, you know, he's, he's done his job at Halifax in, in Championship. He's come up to Super League. He's learned from best up there at being assistant at Saints and, you know, give him a pop at it. And, it, and he ain't doing terrible. I just think the teams, it, it'll take time to gel and everything like that and they'll go on a run like I'm saying, teams will go on runs in season I think Salford will do that, ultimately Salford are in trouble but I, I, I do think they will survive so it's not all doom and gloom Salford then, 
onto the first ever draw since Golden Park was introduced. Hull Warrington 14 all. What a cracker! Two teams that are looking really good at the minute, and, it, and it's just a quality game. These two teams as well. You expect they're going to be up there at the playoffs and playing like this, they will be. You know what I mean? It's one of them. Warrington fight to love death. Get the try in the last uh, in the last minute. Take it to uh, Golden Point extra time. Two halves of that, and no one can score. And uh, let's be honest, uh, is a point each a fair result? And it, it begs a load of questions of that, which I actually am going to get onto in a minute, whether Golden Point's the right thing or that sort of thing. But I just want to, you know, people often trash Super League, English Rugby League, that sort of thing, for not being, you know, maybe not being as good of a product as it used to be, that sort of thing. But when you're seeing games, this is, you know, there's multiple games this year where it's gone down to the last sort of minute at game where a try is being scored, a drop goal is being kicked to influence a game majorly. And it's the same here, and it's just what you love to see. These games are intense, and I think. Honestly, it's some of the best. It's the best I've felt about Super League in a good couple of years. I think it's really good, and I can't wait till fans are back in. Once we've got fans back in, the place will be rocking. It, it's all. It's looking good, and I mean, there's a problems at the minute, as everyone will know, with all the with football and that sort of thing. The problems there, but I think that's. It's time to reflect and look back and think. You know what? Maybe Super League is going in in a good direction here. You know, maybe it is. Be a bit optimistic about it because the product on the field. Is, is really good and, I, and I'm really enjoying watching it as well and at times you know when your team's not playing as a neutral you think yeah it's a bit of a shit game this but I can't keep my eyes off at telly at times with some of these teams are playing it it is it is that good so you know fair play to Super League and fair play to the players as well because it is tough playing in these sort of situations with no fans and that sort of thing and they're smashing it so now on to do I think Golden Point should be a thing in all this? And originally, when it came in, I was, ha I was happy with it because I like the excitement as a neutral or games drawn. Let's play on. Let's see who can get a drop goal. Let's see who can get a point on board. I like it. I do. I like the idea of it. But I do also understand the flip side of the coin where it's like they're going to lose a point, essentially, that they have earned by getting the draw. By, you know, I think the way it should be is that the. Both teams, when it get, comes to 80 minutes as a draw, gets a point each, and then they play golden point for the extra point on the on the league table. Do you know what I mean? So one team goes away with two points, one team will get one point. I think that's the fairest way to do it. Obviously, at the minute, that's not the way they are implementing it, which is a bit bit crap, really. But I do like it. I like the excitement as a neutral. If it were, you know, I'm going to step away and put myself, say, it's a Bradford game. Let me say that, that Halifax game, goes to golden point which obviously there isn't in championship at the minute but if it went to golden point and you know would i be happy with it after the 80 minutes it's it's one of them it's like when your team goes into a penalty shoot oh it's a toss of a coin isn't it do not in football team goes to penalty shoot, i like well it's a 50 percent chance we win from it 50 percent chance we lose it's like gambling it's like going to a roulette table and putting you know putting your money on on black or red you know what i mean it's it's one of them it's pure obviously it's not necessarily fully luck but it is pure you know, it could it's pure risk versus reward and that sort of thing, and that's why people don't like it when the team lose from it. And I, and I do see both sides of it. Personally, I I do think it adds something to the game, it makes every game important. You know, if it ends a draw, sometimes you just feel like, oh well, it's a quality game of rugby, but you kind of want to see that moment where someone wins it, don't you? And and that's the thing. I mean, do I think Super League's a better product with it in? potentially yes but then i also understand as a fan how it's it's it can be pure heartbreak at times so 
if I'm going to have to give an opinion. I'm going to say yes, I would keep it in, but I would also implement the rule like I've just said, where you do get the point if it does go to golden point and then you fight for the extra point to make it two. I think that's that's the right way to do it. And I think that's the way they hopefully will implement it in the future. But overall, I would say golden point adds something to the league. Yes. Right, and that's me ramble on Golden Point because I don't want to go on about that too long. Because I know everyone's views are all over the place about it. Some people love it, some people hate it. it all, realistically, it all depends on how long ago it was that your team got got beat on Golden Point, essentially. But yeah, we'll move on to Fantasy, which is another one where you know who's got the bragging rights at the end of the day in the Try Time Podcast League. And first of all, I'm going to just mention the weekly the weekly leader this week, which is. Phil Green, uh, Rhinos fan with his team Bass Street Third Team, he's managed 761 points this week. He's still down in 29, so he's not he's not that high up. I think he may be a late joiner in, but he's he's done well this week. He's got his team up there, which is fair play. I don't know what's happening with some of my teams. I mean, Matt's in the absolute bin. He'll be glad he's not in here because, my, as you can see on screen, my team, um, my two teams, my main team, and my team of all ex Bradford players are both above all three of Matt's teams. So, you know, go message Matt, go tweet Matt saying that he's a crap at fantasy and all that sort of thing. But again, Ben Webster, Phil White are still way away at the top of the league. 2,000 points. They're in the 2,000s, essentially. I mean, my team's down there in 1,587. I just don't know what's happening. I mean, Caesar's back, been back this week to help me out. And, it, and you know, then Bill Tupron played. It's just been a bit of a nightmare, to be honest, for me. It's hard to keep, it's hard to judge. And um, it, it, I don't know if it's a game of luck or if it's a game of pure, you know, smarts and that sort of thing. I mean, I am quite, I would like to say I'm quite good with, like, fantasy football. So I thought I'd be decent, which, I mean, I'm not doing too, but I'm down in 16th. I reckon I can be a top a top five, top ten player come end of season. So we'll keep an eye on that. And also in terms of, I wanted to just address in terms of we said earlier on in the season when we sort of advertised the league with the World Be Prizes, that is, is going to be a thing, especially when we get back in person as well. The sort of fun little things you want to do with that. It's not going to necessarily be, you know, you win league, you, you win 50 quid or whatever like that. It's not going to be something as sort of... as big in that way of it it's going to be something more like a little funny thing where you know if you come top at league at, at end of season you might be interested in coming as a guest on podcast we'd love to have something like that and every week you know winner will get put on winner's board and that sort of thing we've got the like i say guys there's so many ideas that we've actually got that we want to flesh out once we can get past these covid times because we've had these ideas for over a year at this point and it's and it's crazy and we will implement them and it's going to be quality so we want you that's why we want you all subscribed so you're around for them sort of stuff so now, we will move on to the fixtures for this weekend. And we'll obviously see how they impact the fantasy table as well. So, this time we will start off with Super League. So, we've got Wigan versus Castleford, right? So, I'm trying to think of what Matt would say now, but I think he'd probably predict a draw or something like that. So, I'm, I'm going to say, based on the fact Wigan are still missing a couple of players, I know sort of French is coming back in and that sort of thing now. But I am going to say Castleford. I do think generally they are on, on form. They're one of the form teams in the comp. They're looking great going forward as well as holding their own a bit defensively as well. Truman's showing his class. And I think it'll be a tight game this. But I do think Castle just have a bit too much for Wigan. So I'm, I'm putting Cast down. In terms of next up, Huddersfield St. Ellen's. Again, I think St. Ellen's are might even go unbeaten this season. I think they're that good. 
So I'm going to put centre ones. Hulky our leads. I do think this is going to be a tight one, and I'm going to say a leads. I think the duo win with this young, with this young sort of core that they've had to put in recently in these last two games against St. Helens in Cup and Wigan. I think the duo win, and I think that's going to come against Hulky. Salford versus Lee. Now this is an interesting one because two struggling teams, and I'm actually going to predict Lee to win this. I think Lee are all circled this on calendars as, as a game that they have to win. And I think they could blitz Salford here. And Salford are really low on confidence. Whereas I think this Lee team, you know, they're expecting to get beat by these bigger teams. And, and it's happening. But, you know, there's, there's still a team there. And, you know, there's still what happened in week one against Wigan. And, I, and I, I'm, I'm backing it to be a close game, but I'm backing Lee. Now, Hull FC against Wakefield. Again, I think it'll be the same old story for Wakey. They'll, they'll be in the game at times, but they'll just not have enough quality to get them over the line. So, yeah, I reckon Hull FC have got this one. First home team I've actually predicted to win this week as well so far, which is interesting. And then Catalans versus Warrington. And again, I'm going to go Catalans. I think they're playing really well. This, again, will be a close one. It's one of them things, that's what I'm saying about Super League at the minute. Every game seems like it's a close game and it's going to be a big game. And it and it's, apart from who Saints are playing at times, unless they're playing one of the other big teams, you know, like Hull FC or, or Wigan or that sort of thing. But... I think it, it's just a quality, it's a quality lineup, and and it gets me excited about Super League and what's to come come end of the season when we've got them big playoff clashes. I'm really looking forward to that, especially with fans in, in stadium as well. It's going to be quality, and honestly, let me know your guys' views. Are you looking forward to getting back on terraces and, and watching your team? Whether it's a you know whether you're a League One fan, a Championship fan, a, a Super League fan, anything like that, or if you just like your you know your amateur sides in your in Conference League and that sort of thing, it, it, you know I just can't wait to get actually to a game properly. It's going to be great. We'll move on to the championship now, where we've got London versus Oldham. They've actually got a game this week, London, and I think they're going to bounce back and get a win. I think they need it for the season, obviously. Even though they will have only played two games, they will have three losses on the record if they do lose this game against Oldham. Oldham could do with a win here, but would, it's not expected down in London. And I do think London are going to want to get a win here. So I think they'll, I think they'll do it. Batley versus Widnes. I'm going to back Batley. Again, I'm going to go with the form over the... The struggling form or the extra quality that Widness may have, I do think Batley will do this. I think this will be a tight one. Another one of them games similar to the Widness game so far this season where it's going to be tight. It's going to be a try or so in it. But I'm backing Batley. Swinton versus York. I do think York will win this one. I think they need the win. And I think Swinton, even though they are really good at home and have looked good in the game so far this season, I do think York are just going to have a bit too much for them. Fev versus Whitehaven, I've got a back Fev here, honestly. I think Fev are, are looking good at the minute. Um, so are Whitehaven, though, so it's no disrespect to Whitehaven, but I do think Fev have just got that bit too much. Halifax versus Toulouse, interesting one, this, because I do I do like the look of the Fax team. Obviously, watching them against Bradford, they are a good little outfit, that Fax team. And, you know, they've got Tangata to come into the team as well, and he's a quality prop. They're a very big team as well. That I mean, I don't know how we beat them, to be honest, but... I am going to still say Toulouse because I think Toulouse is a Super League team essentially just wrapped in a under a championship club's name essentially at this point. The players they've got is unreal. Newcastle versus Sheffield. I'm going to back the form again of Sheffield. I think it'd be a close tie without the form anyway but I think Sheffield are just looking too hot to handle at the minute and you know also I want to just say as well um, obviously I want to send out my best wishes to Paddy Burns who obviously got stretched off for Sheffield. I'm hearing he should he is looking alright it's not as serious as was first assumed 
But again, you never like to see a player go down. So, you know, best of luck to uh, Paddy on his recovery. And then finally, the, get, the tie of the round, as I'm going to say, Bradford versus Dewsbury, the Tetley Stadium derby. You love to see it. I wish I could have been there and stood in away end at our home ground. It had been quality. I'm going to say Bradford just because I think we're on a high from that win against Halifax, as are Dewsbury. But I think it's going to be another tasty derby clash, which I think is going to come down to game winners. And both teams have got that. And that was the case in the Halifax game for Bradford. You know, but when you've got Danny Brough and Jordan Lilly, you can win any game, really. They were absolutely quality, both of them, especially Lilly against Halifax. And I think if they have a similar performance, as well as we get the sort of good stuff out of the props, you know, like a Levian Zongu has another game like that, Eben Skur, Steve Crossley, Dan Fleming, they were absolutely unreal against Halifax. If they have a game like that, I do think we'll have a bit too much for Dewsbury. So I am backing the Bulls. That's all the predictions. No doubt, Matt, what I'm for sure, I know Matt had predicted what for Dewsbury to beat Bradford. So let's hope that doesn't happen next week. But yeah, next week we will have Matt back. And we also should, me and Matt will be recording a video for Saturday as well. So you will have a video then as well from both of us. And obviously, like I say, a podcast next week. We're also looking to get some guests on and that sort of thing. And like I've said, we are looking to get back into the studio. So you can see our lovely faces as we're talking absolute crap about rugby half the time, really, let's be honest. But yeah, if you've made it this far, thank you so much. And like I've said, subscribe, like, whether that you listen to the audio or the video i feel like at times we do forget about the audio people there is a lot of people actually do listen to it on sort of spotify and apple podcast so i just want to say uh, sort of say a bit of a shout out to you guys as you are loyal fans and we do all you know we usually like oh if you're on youtube watching the video da, 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 but we do appreciate you uh, audio listeners as well and we appreciate all you guys because you are giving us a lot of support and that sort of thing and feedback and it does keep us going and we are wanting to do bigger better things come post covid and hopefully we'll be able to do that but yeah, other than that, guys, I will. I've been Callum, and I will catch you later. Catch you on Saturday for the video, and uh, thanks for watching, guys. See you later.